Alright, this evening I really want to just minister a message entitled The Holy Spirit in You And I know it seems like a very simple title But when I get through this, I want us to measure just where we are at in the Spirit Okay, because I really believe that God wants us to not settle for where we are at. And before I get into um, the actual focus of the message, I want us to turn to Ephesians chapter 6. And I'm going to give you quite a bit of scripture tonight. Because uh, as I was preparing, God showed me a few things here that I just quickly want to show you. And by the time we finish tonight, I think that God is going to really bring us to a level um, where we are going to start pushing in a bit deeper in. Because I do not believe that we as Christians should settle for where we are at. I really want us to get to the place like the book of Acts, where action was happening in a normal environment, in a normal workplace, in a normal street, in a normal thing, that wherever you go, you control the atmosphere. You know, I really am tired of the world telling Christians what to do. Whereas we should go there, and even if it is somebody of authority, the Bible says that he, God carries the king's heart in his hand, and he can change the heart whichever way he wants. So even if you walk in, if it's the most ungodly person, if they're in authority, God can change their minds. You can walk in there with an authority that is going to change things. So I think it's time that we start claiming back the land that has been lost. Okay, I don't believe that God's going to do something new in our country or new something. I think we're just going to go back to the book of Acts and actually do what God intended the church to do normally. So I think there's time that we just start getting to this thing of saying, God, I want to carry an anointing wherever I go. I want to carry the power of God to such a degree that if I'm greeting the lady at the toe, the power of God hits the place. Or wherever I go, I need to start seeing something change. Okay, so let's have a look at Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 12. Okay, please excuse my voice. I've been ministering a lot this weekend and uh, it's been lots of fun. Alright. It says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of this darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts, against wickedness of heavenly places. Now there's a few things I want you to take note of in the scripture. Those lists as they listed, there are actual ranks that are going down. Okay, so the highest rank in the demonic thing was an archangel. Okay, in, remember that there are three angels, one of them was Lucifer. And he fell out of heaven, okay, and he got chucked out. And then you get principalities, powers, rulers that come in this. Okay, so now Satan has been chucked out as an archangel and now he's in the rank of a principality. Okay, so if you could read this in the Word, and you see this thing listing principalities, powers, rulers, darkness of the age. Now I'm not going to have time to explain all of this. Each one of them have got specific um, functions that they would do. That rank would control certain levels in society. Like for instance, let's just take one here. Uh, let's just see. Okay, rulers of this dark age. Okay, and these rulers are guys, for instance, that would control nations, the governments. Hitler, for instance, would be a ruler. Okay, now Hitler would be an example, and he would have a demonic spirit uh, controlling him of a level of a ruler. Okay, and then on top of that, there's continents and stuff. Now, I don't want to go into that. What I want you to know is this. The Bible says that we don't fight against flesh and blood. How many times do we end up fighting with somebody, thinking that we are right and they are wrong, we've got to fix this thing? We end up fighting people most of the time. 
Instead, the Bible says you don't fight people, you fight these principalities and powers. But then, even then, if we get that thing right, we think that this is one heck of a job and a big fight and it's hours of battle and fighting. You know, and we spend all these hours in spiritual warfare. And yet, if you go to Colossians chapter 2, and I want us to have a look here quickly. Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, it says the following. You guys, you guys must, one guy must turn, the other guy must crave. <laughs> I watch his two in the front, it's quite funny. Okay, verse uh, 15, it says, Having disarmed principalities and powers. Now I want you to see, in the rank, who are they? They were the top two. Do you see that? Remember, you don't fight against principalities and powers and wickedness and darkness and rulers. Remember? Now he comes in Colossians and he says, Jesus Christ comes and he gets raised from the dead and he disarms the top ranks immediately. He says, and he's been disarmed, his powers and principalities, made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over it. So in other words, they have absolutely zero power anymore. So how do I get this thing sorted out in my life? The Bible says we don't fight against flesh and blood, but we fight against his principalities, except that we are fighting against a disarmed bunch. They do not have any power or any authority or any might over you anymore if you just start exercising the authority that's been given you. So what we've got to understand is this, how do I get that authority in operation so it works easy? Because right now, a lot of us have been battling very hard. And we're not getting this thing right. You know, we're permanently, if you ask the guy, how's it going? It's either he's fighting somebody or he's fighting some spirit. Oh no, I'm permanently in a spiritual battle. Now let me tell you something, I'm also in that. I pick up these things, you know, and you feel the atmosphere changing, and you permanently feel like you're battling stuff. I'm going, God, there has to be a way that I can get this thing right, so that I don't have to keep on battling it, because if I'm I'm fighting a disarmed uh, opponent, I should be able to win this thing quick. Come on. Now if you go to the book of Daniel, it took how many days? 21 days for the answer to get through. Why? Because the principalities were all armed. They were still fighting. There's a proper war going on in the Old Testament. The New Testament, there is no more war. We win. Jesus rocks up, the demons go, please don't torment us before our times. In other words, they're going, we can't fight you. We've got nothing to fight with. I love this. So we've got to just start learning to apply this. So here comes the question, how do I apply this? What do I need right now to get a revelation of my authority in this area to start seeing a breakthrough in my life? I need to start seeing this thing happening so that I start walking in might and not being clapped all the time. I need to have the upper hand. I need to have dominion when I walk into a place or in a situation, no matter what my flesh feels like. There's many times when you read about Jesus, it says, and he was weary. And yet he still operated with power. So I need to get to the place, if I want to do what Jesus did, I need to have what he got. I need to operate like he operated. I need to figure this out. I said, God, you're going to have to show us some of these things. So I want to just quickly show you what happened with Jesus. We know in Acts chapter 10, write this down, Acts 10.38, that Jesus Christ got full of the Holy Ghost, and when he got full of the Holy Ghost, he had power. That's where his power came from. Then he said to the disciples in Acts 1.8, he says, listen, hang around, and you'll receive the Holy Ghost, and you'll have power like I had. 
And remember, we saw Peter had the power, Paul had the power, all these oaks started to move in power in the New Testament, and it was great. In fact, I love this, and I would like to see this again, when the church of Jesus Christ had so much of power and authority that the cities got scared of them. The Bible says, when the church came to the cities, the cities feared the church because they carried so much power and anointing. So when Jesus Christ got filled with the Holy Ghost, He started to do miracles. He started to do signs and wonders and that. So I want us to have a look at two particular stories with Jesus Christ. I want us quickly to go to Mark chapter 5. I want you to just take note of this thing because it is very significant to where we can go. Mark chapter 5 verse 25. It says this, And now a certain woman had an issue of blood for twelve years, and had suffered many things from the physicians. I like that. eh? You're supposed to go to a doctor and get healed. And the Bible says she suffered from the doctors. She goes to the doctors and she suffers. Okay? I won't go further with that right now. Alright. She had spent all she had had and was still no better. But rather grew worse. And when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Now listen what she says. She said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she had been healed of the affliction. Now I want you to just check one thing here. She put such a demand. She says, listen, you got something I want. Even if you're not going to give it, I'm going to take it. That's what she's saying. She said, if I could just touch his garment, I'm going to have whatever he's got to deliver. But now this is what I really want us to focus on. Verse 30. And Jesus, immediately knowing himself that power had gone out of him, turned around. Okay, the crowd has said, who touched my clothes? I want you to know, how many of you know that when you walk in a place that you can physically feel the power of God leaving you? That you can physically see that something is happening and you can physically sense that something is going to happen. If you are not there, I want you to know you can get there. I want you to know that you can physically feel the power of God leaving you and releasing it into the atmosphere or that people are drawing it out of you. They can sit down and you can go, I'm tired, I'm weary, I'm being pushed around with all these people and one who comes in and says, I'm going to draw that thing out of you whether you like it or not. If people are desperate, they're going to go, I'm going to draw a miracle out of you. You've got something that I need and I'm going to get it from you whether you like it or not. I want to show you how far this thing went with Jesus. And most people don't even realize this. In Luke chapter 6, I want you to see what happens here. And this is getting very exciting stuff. Are you guys still awake? Praise the year, hallelujah. Luke chapter 6 verse 19. Listen to this. Well, let's pick it up verse 17. Alright. And then he came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of disciples. And a great multitude of people from Judea and Jerusalem and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon, okay, who'd come to hear him and be healed of their diseases. So obviously Jesus Christ, his name got out there and everybody wanted to come rock up and check him. As well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits and they all were healed. Now look at this, this is interesting. The unclean spirits guys were running to Jesus to come and get healed. You know, we've got this thing that every demon wants to run away. But the people want to be set free. 
So we need to understand that you can carry such an anointing that you are such a lighthouse and everybody comes to you. We should be drawing some oaks who need help. Right now most of the church are pushing oaks away instead of drawing people and when they come they are not going to be the most lovely people. They're not going to come in here all sorted out and all nice and pretty. I'm telling you right now, God is looking for people who are desperate for a miracle. People who are desperate for a solution. Okay, now I want you to look at the next verse. This is the critical one. It says, And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for the power went out of him and healed them all. How many of you have seen this scripture before? The whole group said, Man, i got to just touch this man, because when I touch him, I'm going to get healed. I want you to know that you can get to the place in your life that when you carry such an anointing, that when people come near you, they can draw something from you that will change their life forever. Now comes the question. And we're going to say, this is Jesus Christ, this is not me. Well, Brewer, look at a new scripture. 1 John chapter 4 verse 4. And this is my the first revelation that I got with regards to scriptural things. God gave me this revelation. 1 John, and that's near the end of the Bible. At revelation, turn right. Left. Okay, other left. Verse 4. It says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because he is in you, is greater than he that is in the world. I want to ask you right now, do you know that once you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you are in the exact same place that Jesus Christ was? Because the Bible says, and I read it to you last week, and I ministered on it, where Jesus could do nothing without the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that he mentioned it himself twice. And he says, I can do nothing except I see the Father do it. I can do nothing except I have the Holy Spirit. So who are we talking about when it's greater is he that is in me? Not Jesus, it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit in your life is greater than anything else in this world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And anything of the world. Because every demonic spirit has already been disarmed. You have total authority over the earth according to Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Every single Christian has authority over the earth. Every human being has authority whichever way you go. Except that we have the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us that can make a difference in people's lives. So now I want you to know that you are exactly the same as Jesus Christ in the sense that you carry the same power, you carry the same anointing, you carry the same authority. The only difference between you and Jesus is the fact that He let it happen. How do I get to there? Come on, that's a good question, don't you think? How do I get to there? Well, John makes a very simple statement. Let's go to John chapter 3. And I'm giving you lots of scripture. I'll slow down now, okay? John chapter 3 verse 30. And this is John the Baptist quoting the scripture. And he says, He must increase and I must decrease. In other words, the occult have got this thing right. They call it channeling. The occult have 
God at night. He said, listen, I'm going to channel this demon through me. I'm going to channel this demonic power through me. We have got to channel the Holy Spirit through us. We have got to sit down and say, God, you increase in my life. Don't let me get in the way. When I sit down and I look at somebody, don't let me crop with the situation. Holy Spirit, you come and show me what to do. The gifts are there to help you minister to the saints. Minister to the, to the unsaved. I mean, let me tell you something. Nothing more exciting than going to an unsaved person, give them a word of knowledge, and then they, they're absolutely spitless. Jenny, they have no idea. How did you know that about me? You know, when we were in Pretoria, they were training prophets and that. So what the prophets decided to do was go and set up a table in the middle of a, I don't know what they call that thing. What was it? Can you remember what they called it? Anyway, there was some meeting with all of the different religions there. You know, these, these palm readers, these spiritualists, you know, all of these oaks in there, they've got a, a spiritual table. As the Holy Ghost guys, and they're busy reading people's futures. Okay? Next second, all of the, all of the guys are lining up by the, by the Christians. Eventually, the head of the other guys go, what spirit do you operate by? Because there is a very strong thing around you. It's like the force is with you. <laughs> and they were coming to the Christians and going, what is it with you oaks? I want to tell you, we should have dominion wherever we go in every situation. And we need to start using that dominion in our cities, in our schools, wherever we go. If you're in a shopping center, God, I pray for this shopping center. I pray for every single person in here in the name of Jesus. I want to tell you something. If we understand this, and this is a simple thing that the church should teach more. Die to self and allow God. I was listening to Benny Ng. He was on TV now, just happened to catch it. And he made this one statement. He says, Catherine Kuhlman's whole ministry was summed up in one sentence. Die to self. And I still thought that's an interesting statement. Let me tell you something. She understood this to such a degree that she carried such a power and anointing on her life that she would go into a hotel just to go and sleep for the night. Let's say we've got a campaign. We book them into the latest local hotel. Because she walked into the hotel, every single person in the hotel would get healed in their rooms without even knowing. Suddenly they'll just look and they're healed. Let me tell you something, that is changing an atmosphere. That is changing a total area and saying, listen, I have rocked up with the power and nothing stays the same. Now I want to challenge us. This is not something for Catherine Kuhlman or somebody else. There are certain things that they did learn. One of the things that they did learn was to say, listen, Jesus, you paid for this. I just have to channel the Holy Spirit. If that is what her biggest message was, I can understand why she carried the power. She says, this is not me, it's the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you come and work through me. Holy Spirit, you flow through me. Holy Spirit, you come and bring me to a place where I'm saturated so that even my shadow, like Peter, walking down the road is healing people. Come on. That is awesome. Imagine just walking down picking pay and the oak starts falling out because I just got healed or something. I don't think that that is impossible. Look, there must have been some physical demonstration on the church for cities to fear them. Do not let those guys in the door. Don't let them in town. Now this is where it gets really exciting. Can you imagine if the church of Jesus Christ carries so much power, the guys start fearing and they put up roadblocks, stop these Christians. But let me tell you something, if you are going with such an authority and such power, and God is going to do it, nothing is going to stop you. 
mean, not even Jesus Christ could get arrested unless He allowed them. I want to tell you something. We are nowhere near the potential that we can flow in. We are nowhere near the place that we can be in. And I want to challenge us today. How much of you is in the way? And how much, and I'm not talking about pride and everything. I'm saying how much all of us have got issues. Praise God that there's grace. Genuine, if I read the Bible, even when Moses, when they were busy there, I would have seriously had an issue to say, God, please save them. I would have toast them. I'm not joking. Look at what they did. They never appreciated any darn thing, even the biggest miracles. I mean, if I was standing there, I'm sure that I would have at least appreciated the, the pillar of fire. Come on, just check that lot out. In the middle of the desert, you're about to die and God puts a pillar of fire between you and the enemy. My first reaction is, where's the marshmallows? But the point is, the point is, I would have appreciated that. And then, to check the Red Sea open. I can't believe that it didn't even take years before they started to murmur. They just got on the other side and started to moan again. I want you to know that we can operate in a level that we have not tapped in. And the problem with us is is that we are actually too comfortable in our societies, we're too comfortable in our lifestyles, and we are not pushing through because when you're desperate, you push through. If you look at all of these great men of God, somewhere along the line they got desperate for something. Like John G. Lake, his whole family was dying. He said, God, if I don't get a solution, I've got no family left. And he wasn't joking. Like five of his family died of sickness. He said, God, I've got to save this. And he started pushing until he got a hunger to get the anointing. Now we have got to sit down and say, God, don't let persecution get us hungry. Let us stop the persecution. Let us get so full of the Holy Ghost that where we go, we carry stuff that changes the environment. Why must it be that when Jesus Christ comes and He's come to save the total mess, oh God, please let's just get us out of town. It should be the church should be so strong, I need to get you guys out of the way so the devil can actually have some time here. The Christian should be controlling the spiritual climate and atmosphere over everything. Because you see, you're not fighting people. You're fighting spiritual things that you have got authority over. So I want to challenge you tonight. How much of you is in the picture and how much do you allow God to move in the picture? And so that's what we're going to do tonight. Is we are going to, from tonight, say, Holy Spirit, I'm surrendering, for, uh, I'm surrendering to you. And I'm not just talking about, listen to me, I am not just talking about that you get full of the Holy Ghost, you get drunk and you laugh and you, know, and you just get a lack of time, Holy Ghost party. I have no problem with that. I'd rather you be happy in the Holy Ghost than sad outside. I have no problem with that. But what I'm saying is, God, let me my daily walk, allow that power to start flowing in my daily walk. Wherever I go, Lord, I thank you that I submit to your Holy Spirit. I allow the Holy Spirit to saturate through me. That anointing that I'm receiving, I'm going to keep on letting it go and letting it out. And wherever you go, you physically can start changing things around you. And whatever's out of line, if you're in business, you call in business. If you sit down and you see something happening that shouldn't be happening, you say, in the name of Jesus, I call that thing, that spirit behind this thing into order in Jesus' name. Quietly. You don't have to shout and scream. The devil is not deaf. Really, 
he's not. You could just say quietly, in the name of Jesus, this thing turns in Jesus' name. That spirit that's in this place, I bind you right now, I command you to go. That devil knows if you've got authority. And remember, he's disarmed. And you've still got angels with their weapons. You must understand, our side wins. The only problem is we are not allowing the Holy Spirit to do his work on this earth. And the Holy Spirit cannot do it, otherwise he's illegitimate. He has to work through people. So I want to challenge us tonight. How much of the Holy Spirit is in you? How much of that anointing is in you that you're prepared to start flowing? Or are you going to sit down and go, it's still about me? Or I'm going to make a plan? Or I'm going to do it my way? Or are you going to just say simply, Holy Spirit, I surrender all. I want you to flow in my life. Every decision, I thank you God that it's going to be led of the Holy Spirit. That you're going to give me the wisdom. That the gifts are going to operate in my life. You know, and as you do that, you'll see how that these things are going to start happening wherever you go. And I want to challenge you to practice this outside of a church meeting. I want to challenge you to do this in the street, wherever you go. And say, Holy Spirit, I'm outside now. This is lovely, nice and warm outside. Give me a word for somebody. Or give me a something. You know, show me something. And let me go into this thing. And every time you go into a hostile environment, you say, God, I thank you for peace in that thing. I take control of that meeting that I'm going into. I thank you that that meeting is not going to have dominion over me. But I am going to have dominion over that meeting because I'm a child of God that is spiritful. I'm going to bring God's blessing and peace into it. So when everybody close your eyes, let's pray. Lord, I pray right now for every single individual. Lord, I thank you that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Lord, I thank you that that gives us our authority. Lord, that that gives us our anointing to break the yokes. And Lord, I pray right now that we will decrease. And Lord, that you will increase. Our focus will not be about us, but our focus will be about letting the Holy Spirit to do his work through us in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that we will be so saturated with the anointing of God. Lord, that even our physical clothes will carry the anointing. Lord, that when people come close to us and shake our hands or get a hug, their lives will be changed in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that we are going to walk in power and in might. Lord, that we are going to go into this world and carry something of substance in the name of Jesus and we are not going to settle for where we are. Lord, that we are going to get so hungry for you. And Lord, that we are going to push in with you. Lord, that we will carry a tangible anointing that will change and break people's bondage in Jesus name Lord right now I pray as we repent and we say sorry for doing it our way Lord I pray right now that we will get out of the way and Lord that we will learn like Catherine Kuhlman how to sit down and put ourselves aside Lord that we will humble ourselves Lord that we will get out of the way and allow you in Jesus name Lord, help us, genuinely help us to die to self. And Lord, let us genuinely flow in the Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen.